Welcome to the Non-Negations Podcast, a faith-based podcast that connects real-world situations and thoughts to scriptures to strengthen you. On this episode, we're talking about avoiding wrong-world situations. <laughs> so let's dive into it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Non-Negations Podcast. Daryl D. Sullins Jr. is here. And D.S. Ninja is in the house. I think I definitely messed up the intro. Yeah, you did. What did I say? <laughs> Avoiding <laughs> wrong real world. <laughs> uh, yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah, what, what is it? Avoiding... Wrong decisions. Wrong decisions in yeah. the world, or just wrong decisions. That was it. Yeah, something like that. Oh. You screwed it up. Oh, well, that's <laughs> don't get fired. That was fairly simple. <laughs> I messed, messed it up. Okay, whatever. Uh. <clears throat> um, that can I do my week first, or do you want to do your week first? Fine, go first. You didn't ask me. That. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week? My week was very interesting this week. It was a very interesting week. Uh, first of all, I got a letter uh, being inducted in the World Martial Arts Hall of Fame. Hey, yeah, wait. It's pretty cool. You don't know where it is. <laughs> you don't know where it is. Hold on. Okay, go <laughs> keep going. I got to reset it. <clears throat> yeah, right. Um yeah, it's pretty cool. So I'm getting the paperwork in for that. Um, also, I, I was invited. I was asked to come speak at the juvenile detention uh, center in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That was very <clears throat> interesting. How was it? It was very interesting. Did they listen? Uh not at first. It wasn't listening when we first came in. I mean, matter of fact, they were unruly, disrespectful. It was about five of us in the female that was with Wait, it was five of them or five of y'all? It was five of us. I was uh-huh. asked to uh, come speak. I was one of four other people. Uh-huh. And and all these people, they, they go every week there, so they're pretty familiar with... The other speakers were? Yeah. It's a non-profit uh-huh. that that goes in and speak to um, the 15, 16, and some 17-year-olds in juvenile detention. Mm -hmm. And so when they were disrespectful, you know, the female that was with, she really went off on them. Mm -hmm. You know, she was like, y'all asked me to come, you know, and then the guy that invited me, they kind of, lit into them and, and they were responding back and it was, it was confrontational uh-huh. uh, verbally. And, and I'm just sitting listening. And then I had a belly full and I just said, hold on. What you guys are saying, they already know. They know the friends they have, how their life ended up. Some are dead that w- was with them. And they all know that they just don't care. And I said, I can be other places, you know, I I speak, I mentor, I, I consult, I do all those other things, and I'm here. And to give them a sense of what's on the outside, that they can find a way to change their perspective, that they don't have to be here mm-hmm. once they're released, if they're going to be released, because some of those guys are in there for murder, mm-hmm. you know. At a young age, and I don't think anybody was over 150 pounds in there. Mm-hmm. So I got real with them, 
And I said, look, here's your future. I used to be a correctional counselor. At your age and your size, you go up to the major prisons and get in the prison system, you're going to be somebody's property. You can't out, 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 uh, out muscle them when it's, uh, when it's more than one, and then you have to pay for protection. You're going to be known as fruit cup. You're going to be sold for fruit cups. And, and they were quiet. They were listening. Um, because I was, I was coming, I was shooting straight from the hip, mm-hmm. letting them know. Well, I think like it's definitely different because you know when you, in those situations those guys can be tough and stuff. But when you explain that, you know, a guy like they're gonna they'll be walking around holding somebody's pocket, or like they're mm-hmm. gonna be forced to put makeup on their face, like no, you know, they, yeah. But you know that's what yeah. I mean, like yeah, like when you know when people are forcing them to do that, and then when they're you know, being thrown around the jail for the price of a fruit cup. You know, I think that's what makes it real for them because they all tough and bad until someone's doing that stuff to them or have control over them. Right. And how many times you've seen these guys that are tough on the street because they're strapped with a weapon, but then they get a sentence, they're crying like the the kids they are, mm-hmm. you know, because they're not thinking about the consequences or the repercussions that follow their actions or them following other groups. So uh, it was an interesting week, and that really caused me to go into scripture and then evaluate um, what are we doing as as saints, uh, followers of Christ, to instill and equip household and, 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 and people um, so it it alleviates them getting into the system, mm-hmm. you know. So it was an interesting week. Mm. How was yours? Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> God, jeez. I seen a couple movies. And like, <laughs> uh, my week was good. Yeah, yeah it was. It was good. I have no news yet. <laughs> no, but we went to look at a location. We did. I liked it. Yeah. We just got to see if everything works out. Yeah, it was good. That'll it was really, good I think it'll really work out. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see in a couple of weeks or so. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, were you nervous going in there? No. Yeah, I'm like, why would you be? It's like a bunch of little kids. No. I, I, like I said, I worked in the correctional um, industry uh, some years ago mm-hmm. in the work lease program. That's where these guys came out of prison. They came to our program, and they were only allowed to leave the facilities. Uh, it was called work release. They could go to leave the facilities, go to work, and come straight back. Was that how this was? Were they the juvies? <clears throat> were they allowed? Oh to- no! So it was locked down. No, this locked down. Yeah, we had to go through probably three, four different locked doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to go through um, uh, metal detectors twice. We couldn't take any keys or any phones or anything with us back there. One one guy that has a sheet, um, a paper had some paper, some information for the guys. But no, it was it was lockdown, man. Mm-hmm. It was prison on the on the first floor. They have a common area and there's cells around there in 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 the juvenile detention center, well at least the one I went to. There were no toilets in their cells. They were outside, and they they were locked, so they had to be allowed to go in there. Oh, that's you rough. 
yeah, yeah in the showers and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, and the thing about it, <clears throat> I asked the question, I asked them one, what schools are represented there? And they told me, and a lot of the schools are in our, the greater Cleveland, Northeast Ohio area, mm-hmm. these, these kids <clears throat> that's in there. And, and most of them, if not all of them did not have a father in the home. Mm-hmm. And I think that ties into what's going on and the amount of money. It's a system. And I was telling those guys and they were, when I was talking to them, they were listening, they were quiet then. And, and I said, you part of a system and you talking about somebody disrespecting you. Do you know you're worth money to the system? Mm-hmm. I said, why is it that they built this place and didn't build schools? They're not building schools. And I said, you're being disrespected because you becoming a part of the system. And you're always saying the system's not fair to us. And so why would you do things that get you in an unfair system? Yeah. And so and one kid, you know, he said that when he get out, he want to get into real estate. And so we talked about that for a minute. Then another kid says stock. He want to get into stock. And I said, what do you buy? What do you like to buy? He said Nike. And I said, you know, you can buy stock in Nike. And that's where your money will work for you. And I, and I explained to them how the stocks work. And they were quiet. They were listening. And uh, I said, but you, you have to make a choice. And then after, you know, it was pretty much, you know, everybody start, stopped talking and speaking to him. Kid came over to me. He was talking to me more. And he was looking at, you know, real estate and, and um, uh, vendor uh, business. Mm-hmm. And I said, you have to become a student of that industry if you're going to get in. So, um long as you can affect at least one in there. Yeah. You know, but it was interesting. But I, the thing that there was fathers missing in every one of those boys. Why do you think that's such a big deal? Right. Why do you <clears throat> think fathers being absent is such a big deal? And I was, I don't want to necessarily say the black community because I feel like it's a big deal all over. But why do you think it's a big deal in households? Well, the way that God set up the family structure, the nuclear family, mm-hmm. and and biblically, the father raised the kids, you know, and he instilled God's word in them, um, just like with with you. It was very important for me to develop that relationship with you, and and have it such that you can come to me and know what's out of bounds. You know, you you never did anything that I know of really outside the boundaries. <laughs> never. Never ever yeah. did. Ooh, why would I do something yeah. like that? <laughs> but, you know, for me coming up where my mother and father uh, divorced when I was five, and that was a void in my life. And I got in trouble, but nothing like that. I almost did. I remember we messing around with this car before the police came and we ran, you know, and they came to our house and the detective came to our house and said, you get in trouble that you're going to be down there at the Jewy detention. And I, he said, as long as you don't get into trouble till you're 18, you won't have a record. And that was enough for me. But I didn't have in my ear <clears throat> guys or I didn't listen to them enticing me to do things like that. Yeah. And so the father is important. And I remember <laughs> my mother, she did not tell my dad. She made me tell my dad <laughs> that I got in trouble. 
Mm-hmm. Oh man, you talking about? Ooh, you talking about punishment, boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think that's different if if the father's there, and one of the workers there, he was telling me that they have a problem trusting men because their mother allowed so many men to come in and out of the house. The guys in the juvie center. Right. Okay. The way they were treating their mother and they saw these guys didn't stick around, they didn't trust men. Mm -hmm. And that's a challenge. And so fathers is very important, especially in in the home. Mm -hmm. It's in the home. It's so, so important. And then like we read, you know, Proverbs and, and, and advice and wisdom to to the son, and not to get get caught up in, in that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a great book for 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 as far as wisdom. Um, but I mean, if you have a system, a system in place, and where they profiting off of misdeeds, yeah, and young folks, because each one of those guy told me each one of those kids in there now we were in one pod a b and c and probably about maybe 30 in each pod so we were in c and they had a and b but that's just one section of the building Mm -hmm. so there's other sections at different pods one i i i seen one kid in there that was not an african-american really in there one Mm -hmm. and he said it's thirty thousand dollars per head in there oh wow and I said, that is the system. They're not in a rush to stop that. And I was like, you can buy stock in the in the prison. Really? Yes. Hmm. Yes. It's one. It's called GEO. It's one stock. And <laughs> Are you invested in it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but why would they <clears throat> why would they not uh, keep that system going? Yeah, because you can profit off it, yeah easily and then you you look at in cahoots with the with the music industry mm-hmm. and and particularly the, the the gangster rap you know what are they rapping about you know they're talking about degrading women and shooting and killing and stuff like that and it's being profitable remember i seen the shift i realized the shift from the from the hip-hop the music stuff uh, how they were talking about the way they living their life and they growing up and they overcoming and stuff to this thing gang banging and all that they shifted to that and that's more popular why what you putting in the head keeping them coming in and thinking they can act that stuff out on the street mm. so I, 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 I'll say that is a system that's really gone wild mm. do you think that uh, I was going to say do you think the church can do anything more but we kind of talked about that before <clears throat> well I think we have to do what they said in, in Ephesians, equip the saints. I don't think we're equipping the saints. We do a lot of preaching. And we do the teaching, but I don't think you're connecting to life situations or in, in them understanding who Christ is and what he does. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I think we could do a better job in that. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it was interesting. I went to a visit a, a classmates church um he's a pastor of a church and uh, i was saw him over the summer and i told him that i'll visit one day and i went and it was a great sermon in um second chronicles 29 is what he preached on and how 
they had to consecrate themselves and then consecrate the temple. That's what was going on in that verse. But then he, he related to what they went through during the COVID period and, and uh, the, they were acting out of fear and all mm-hmm. that. And he said, we have to not only consecrate ourselves, but consecrate their building. He told how they moved from East Cleveland out to um, the West side mm-hmm. over there. And what's interesting, I did not know until he said in the sermon that he has cancer mm-hmm. and he was diagnosed with that uh, in 2015. And he said that he was diagnosed then his dad was diagnosed. Then his brother was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Those two are gone, but he's still here. And so he said the church, you know, we are the church, but the church is the place we come to worship. And we have to get back to worshiping. The reason for why we come mm-hmm. to church is worship. So a long way around answering your question, I think the the church has to understand, go back to our purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a, I got to preach this message and and what moves the people, what it seems like in some in some uh, people I heard preaching. Uh, we have to get back to people to understand that you come together on Sunday to worship, mm-hmm. to worship God, not for what he gave you, but for what who he is. So a question, what is your thoughts? And I think we talked about this before. What is your <laughs> thoughts on like those online based church? So churches where like. Some people, you know, if they're in the area, they can meet. But a, a lot of it is where people tune in online on like a live stream and stuff like that. And I think that has weakened the fellowship of the church mm-hmm. because if you come together, like I said, it's in Hebrew, don't mm-hmm. forsake the assembling together. And why are you coming together to worship God? Mm-hmm. So if people can just sit back and say, uh, "I can stay in my pajamas, watch the service," how are you serving? In the church, if you're just doing that, mm-hmm. are you honoring God by doing that? Not for thanking him for what he gave you, but just for who he is, mm-hmm. you know, who his your creator. So are you are you referencing like the lack of sacrifice people are doing because it's comfortable to just do it at home? Sure. And sure, and if you look at you know Second uh, Chronicles uh, twenty nine, and you you look at you know Ephesians, and they and they talk about or Corinthians talk about sacrifice, yeah, sacrificing you know when they when they had to go through uh, giving bulls and lambs and mm-hmm. things that was from their flock. You this... know they are sacrificing those things for the Lord. How, yeah. how are you sacrificing by being comfortable at house in your house? From the couch, watching it on 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 live stream mm-hmm. only. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand some people that cannot come out, yeah. or who are sick, yeah, and, or on you know, vacation, <laughs> yeah, on on vacation, yeah. But to have a lifestyle of worshiping online, yeah. Well, this is kind of how I think about it, because um, you know we recently been going back to Providence. Uh, the way I think of it is like, you know, God sent Jesus down here and Jesus died on the cross for our sins. You know, so he sacrificed his whole entire son to save us, you know, to give us a, a like a separate second opportunity. And the fact that you're watching church services online, you or like you're trying to belong to a church, you to a certain degree believe that. Right. And so the way I think of it is like if God can sacrifice his whole entire son to you know, make sure that I I can have a chance to be saved. Why can't I just get up on Sunday, put some clothes on, and go to church 
and give him glory in a house. Like, even if, I don't know, if you don't want to go to church because the church is too far for you, I mean, there's a million churches around here. And so, I don't know. That's yep. kind of how I think of it is if, <clears throat> um, even like when it comes to like your heart's, des- what you desire or what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. God sacrificed his son. Like imagine, I just think of it like imagine you have a loved one and in order to save the world, you have to give your loved one up. Like how hard of a decision that would be. Mm-hmm. And so like if God can do that to save us, why can't I just do like these small minute things like hop in the car, go to church or like figure out to do do different things to kind of glorify the kingdom. You know what I mean? Yeah. The church you know, uh, as far as the building is where you come to worship. And that's supposed to be different from everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different from the, the, the stores and all that, you know, because it is a place to worship and God will come down. And, you know, if you consecrate the place for God and the Holy Spirit is there, that's different yeah. from any other building. And so if you're staying at home, having a lifestyle of watching church service from home. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you honoring God and mm-hmm. how are you serving God? And at the same time, like, you know, people are always in the process of finding their spiritual gifts and some people don't know what it is. And one thing we talked about on the podcast, I think you said is that a lot of times we operate in our spiritual gifts without even knowing it. And so I think about, for instance, like I went to uh, that tabernacle baptist church right mr pastor hill's church that one sunday Mm -hmm. i don't belong to the church i went there that one sunday because a friend was like oh you should go i went there and then end up having a conversation with the pastor which helped me get to the point where i'm at today because after that conversation he helped start pretty much sky high like the training facility Mm -hmm. and so going into that day i didn't know what was going to happen he didn't know what was going to happen but i say that to say like you going to church, you can drop some like what I don't care where your where your your sp- spiritual level is, like you can drop some type of nugget for somebody to help somebody else, whether it's spiritually, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. uh, in their everyday life, whatever. And so staying at home, you can't I can't see how someone on Sunday at least, I can't see how someone can possibly utilize their spiritual gift at home on Sunday. If that's what you do versus going there and fellowshipping with different people. Cause you don't know people can help you. You can help them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like both spiritually and just through life. So I don't know. There's so many different opportunities you can have when you go to, go to church for yourself and for others. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, that's the challenge I'm, I'm struggling with. And, and I'm looking at what's happening today in, in, in the world. And, and I'm seeing comments on social media because the thing that's jumping off with with Israel, you know, in in the Gaza Strip and all that, and I'm hearing people comment on there about you know stolen land and all this, and you read scriptures, it gives you a better understanding of what's going on. Well, if you're just sitting at home and you're getting your message and your information solely on the uh, the media, mainstream media. That's where you're getting your information. And, it, you know, it's skewed. It's, it's slanted to whatever, you know, way they're going to lean. And, and so you're a form of the opinion there. But if you're not going to Scripture, if you're not fellowshipping and understanding the promise that God gave um, mm-hmm. the Israelites and, and, 
in the land. And then if you research it, that land, that that place was Palestine years ago, mm-hmm. you know, before 1947. It was up to 1947. It was Palestine. Mm-hmm. And so the the Jews helped the British. The British had to rule over there, and they helped them fight against the Turk. And so they favored the the, the Jews. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the, the Palestinians and the, the, the Arabs and the Jews began to have conflict. And they wanted to resolve that, and they really didn't. The United States stepped in and all that. And so eventually they, they wrote, I forgot what they call it, but they wrote a, a, a document that made Israel a nation in 1948. Okay. Yeah. And so the, the Arabs saying that's their land, and then, you know, all that. So it, all that stuff came into play. And, and you couple that with what God said. You know, when he said, I'm taking you to a nation that in a land that's not yours, that I'm going to drive those people out and I'm going to give you the land. Yeah. All that's connecting. But if you're not fellowshipping, worshiping, studying and and coming to church and with all that God is, you're not worshiping for that. That's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a challenge for God. And that's why things are, I believe, is happening the way they are today. We're no longer uh looking at scripture where it says all scripture is given by inspiration of God Mm -hmm. for correcting, rebuking and instruction and righteousness. We're not doing that. We're giving sermons and teachings and to build the individuals up. And I said, no, we supposed to be building God up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does seem like some, some of these church places, it does seem like a big motivational meeting sometimes. Like, let me motivate the people. Um, But I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. No, no, it's it's not. But well, look, we're kicking a can down the road, as they they say. I'm looking at <laughs> for all, what kicking a can down the road. That's like when you face with it, you kick it down the road, so you don't have to deal with it for a while. So uh, when issues come up, okay, I've never you know heard that or yeah, keep on the living, brother. <laughs> kick so. the can down the road. But I'm looking at those guys. Those young men, you know, like I said, nobody over 150 pounds in there and they bad on the street with a gun. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at them and I'm talking to them and I'm hearing what they're saying. Mm -hmm. No fathers in the home. You know, they're being raised by the streets. Young mothers. Mm -hmm. Young mothers are in the system and and the system says, look, if you have a man in the house, you won't get as much money. Mm -hmm. The more you keep the man out of the house and more kids you have have the more money you get that is a system Mm -hmm. and we keep arguing over these political things but we're still in a system that's allowing that to happen Mm -hmm. that even promoting that to happen and so the church has to affect the area because in the book of acts when they established a church they changed the world Mm -hmm. we can't even change a community and we got churches Next to each other. How many churches you say you saw on uh was it from from Broadway to Chagrin at that time we counted 160 places of worship. How many miles is that? Like five? Uh probably about that. Golly. But the the area is deteriorating. Why? There's a dead monkey on a line somewhere. Somebody's not doing something. You got there's one spot where three churches are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. Wait, I don't want to go backpedal, but a, there's a dead monkey on the line. Yeah, what so in the chain, there's a there's a 
there's a missing link. There's a, you know, <laughs> why, why, why the monkey? Like, is I just, you know, <laughs> you know what hit my head? Right. I just envisioned a monkey on like a power strip or something. Like, no, get the dead monkey. If off you the see strip. monkeys, they grab each other and they swing, yeah, and connect like that. So right. if you got a dead monkey, it breaks the loop. They can't, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, keep on living. Go. <laughs> But that, that is them. a challenge. That is a challenge. And like I said, I'm researching now information to put to put together a book on certain subjects that we're dealing with and, you know, what God says about it. And so not what people think about it, what your political views on it, what you like is what God says about certain subjects. Mm. And because I got a call from uh, a couple of people within the last few weeks asking me questions that they were confused about Mm -hmm. that they really didn't understand if they're dealing with it correctly and how to deal with it. And and as I recommend them the study scripture and I just read it, but study scriptures on it. Yeah. You remember when we went down to the noble correction institution, whatever people asked, well, not really people like literally two people asked if I was nervous to do that. And I wasn't, you know why? This is why I tell you why, Dad. Um, <laughs> like, cause growing, you know, growing up, I've never experienced anything crazy, right? You know, I've lived a pretty comfortable life. Didn't experience any street life, any of that stuff. I've been around people who've involved that, involved in it, but I was never enticed into doing it. No one ever like asked me to do certain things. I just never experienced that life. And so going into the going into the correctional institute, and they're like, well. You haven't experienced any of that stuff. Was it weird trying to talk to those guys? It's like, no, because um, all you can do is talk about what you know. Mm-hmm. And so I look like a lot of those guys, you know, but yeah. I went down a different path. And it's why, you know? And so I just talk about it. So, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's easy for me to say that, oh, you can do this, that, and the third. But I never experienced that or even had the, had the thought where I had to do certain things to protect family or whatever. But mm-hmm. I, I think when God empowers you to do certain things, like you can be untouched. And so like you, when you went into the thing I, I heard out of your story, when you went to the juvie, the juvie center is that everyone is throwing their two cents in, right? They're talking about what they did, what they what if they don't follow a certain way, what will happen. You kind of reached where the kids were at. Like, look, you want to be a gangbanger? You want to, you know, run the streets and stuff like that? Cool, just address it. So you want to run the streets? This is what can happen when you run the street. You can be somebody's little girlfriend in the cell. Mm-hmm. You know, because y'all little, y'all, y'all, y'all new to the game, y'all runners, basically. So you want to be a runner in jail, too. Mm-hmm. And so then I think that's when it gets real for them, is when you meet people where it's at, where they're at. Like, everybody else, from what you tell me, was like, oh, well, you guys aren't going to amount to nothing. You're not going to do this, that, and the third. You guys going to be... They probably heard that their entire life, but no one talks about how, you know, they'll be abused in jail potentially or, like, how in order to be safe, they're going to have to pay for protection or, like, uh-huh. fight one of the big dudes to get get beat up to gain respect. Like, no one talks to people like that. You know, they always talk about, like, if you don't make this decision. Well, that decision was already made. And so I think that's the difference is that – and what I've learned, too, is that – you can you can talk to anybody. You can go anywhere. You can do anything you want. Whether we talk about business, we talk about like personal experiences. We talk about our faith. If you're if you meet people where they're at, 
you know, versus trying to push your rhetoric on them. And so. And I think that happens a lot uh, in the church. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Jesus is so wonderful, uh, except Jesus, everything will be all right. Well, that's mm-hmm. not true. Uh-huh. Sometimes that's when hell breaks out mm-hmm. is when you accept it. Because why would he make everything comfortable for you, you know, Satan, if you in his camp? Mm-hmm. You know, you get out of his camp, that's when things are going to happen. Everything, and until then, everything might be cool. You live in a, a wretched life. That mm-hmm. might be cool. Um, but And I said, said, look, how many guys that you know that are old that's still doing that? Yeah. They don't reach that age. Yeah. And so when we're when we're talking about Christ and, and you guys say I'm crazy and your mother say I don't have no filter, but when I'm talking to the people about the word or their life and their situation, I asked a lot of questions. You know, if it's a marriage situation, and I remember counseling a couple years ago and they were going through it, you know, mm-hmm. and they were going at it. And I'm just listening. Well, you this and you that. And, well, you did this and you did that. And I'm just listening. Then finally I got a bellyache full of it from from listening to it. And I said, which one of you guys, if one or both, are in a Bible study or serving in a ministry? Neither one of them wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I said, that might be a challenge because you're not looking at what God says about issues. You're looking at what you want, what you desire, what you want the other person to do instead of what God says. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to do more of equipping um, saints than talking at them about yeah. God. You know, okay, that's why I said the shield, having a shield. Okay. So if, if you're enticed by something, you know, I can remember in, in Romans one where it says they gave themselves over to those desires where those desires come. It was that what thus says the Lord when Satan came to Jesus, you know, said bow down to me and I give you all this. He said it is written. See, those are shields. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we do enough of equipping the saints when issues come up socially, biblically or politically. We don't deal with those. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the jails are full of people that have no knowledge. He said the people perish because of lack of knowledge. And so if you're not making that real, connecting it to real life situations, that's what we do here. We talk about things, issues, uh, challenges that we have, and we connect it to the word of God mm-hmm. and try to stand on that. And I think we have to do a better job of that. And we say, well, we got to get to the kids. No, those kids are acting out because they're parents. Mm-hmm. The, 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 there's a single fam, single woman in the house with boys or a boy or boys and they need a man in their life and all the men they see is a revolving door so there's no trust yeah, they need the positive men in their life yes yeah. and they're standing on the word to be an example because a lot of things that you learn you didn't do it by listening you seen me act it out or do yeah. it and or over, overcome it and being transparent and you know we have a mix of listeners we have you know people from all walks of life but this specific example um i was in the gym and then it's these two families that come and they do a lot for people in the community like a lot they open up their household they let people who have are basically having rough times or like kids that need to you know to get back on their feet a little bit they come stay at their house for years you know like they're like those type of people and one of them was talking about they have a 
uh, a kid that comes that stays with them most of the time, and he's black, um, and then the family's white, and the mom and they they do okay, right? You know, uh, they do okay as far as like financially. You know, the mom works in the schools, and then the husband like owns like a company or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. They do okay, um, and they was talking about like how they give the kid all these opportunities and they show him all these different things and they open up his house, their household, but he still does the same things. Like, you know, he, he will lie. He will like, they're not really steal, but like, you know, he'll do, he'll cut corners on things. Like he does stuff that, you know, he know he's not supposed to do and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, And she was just like, I just don't get it. Like we give him everything we can like to help him. And I was like, unfortunately, you know what it is? I was like, it's because you're white. Like, like it sounds horrible, right? But a kid coming from where he came from, all you're taught is that white people are supposed to have money. White people are supposed to have a big house. They're supposed to be they're supposed to be in positions to help black people. That's all you taught. So there's like, I think he respects them, but that's what he expects. You know, is that that's what they're supposed to do? I was like, you need to get him around people that look like him. That's doing the things that you're doing. And then you start. I think you start seeing some changes. I know because, like, um, you know, I've I grew up in a community where it was like all different races, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember right before I went to Mount, um, there was a couple of people that I talked to that live in predominantly black areas, and they all said the same the same exact thing. He's like, you better watch out for those white folks. You know, they'll be willing to help, but they also like all kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Which it is not true. You know, the, right. it, you know, it's just not true. But um, that's what I was telling him. I was like, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's that he needs to see somebody that's like him doing it. You know, and mm-hmm. and that's what I told him. Like, I'm in the I'm in the middle of alliance, right? And yeah. out of all the clientele that comes in. I can count on one hand how many black black kids come in. You know, there a lot of times they don't want to pay for it and all this other stuff and which is cool, but I feel like I had to put I put myself now in a position where um I'm in the position to help them. It be an example to show that you know, you don't have to operate a certain way like like I remember when I first started training, I had earrings, you know, I had my earrings, I wear my my necklace, my chain mm-hmm. and whatnot. And before I used to go into the gym, I used to take it all off and because I was taught like, oh, you don't want to look like a thug. You don't want to look like this way. But I was, one day I was getting ready to go to the gym and I was taking my stuff off and I was looking in the mirror. I'm like, I'm not about to change up for these folks because all this is going to do is show that the people that look this way act this way. You know, mm-hmm. and so I put them back on, put my chain back on. Like I have like a tattoo. Well, I had a tattoo on my wrist then, but like I have a tattoo on my chest. But you don't see that anyway. Yeah. But like how I talk, how I move, what I like. Like I stopped hiding that stuff because me being an example of, I think me being the who I am mm-hmm. in a positive way. People look at me like, oh, this guy looks like these people that might be on TV mm-hmm. acting a certain way, but he doesn't act like that. And so I think that's the same way, same thing that goes with. Like, our faith, you know? And, like, I don't know. This is bad, too. But I was watching this video on social media, and this dude got tattoos all over his face. And I was not expecting him to be talking about his walk of life, like, with Christ. Mm -hmm. And I was expecting some, like, crazy jail story or something like that. But no. But it also just shows, and I think it shows people that no matter what you look like, what you may like to wear, 
how you like you know you got you got earrings you got tattoos or whatever that you can still you don't have to be fit you don't have to fit in that mode of that stereotype if that makes sense and so that's one that's one way that i try to move in it where i'm at now because there's a couple of kids that come in and they home life is jacked up mm-hmm. and they i don't see them as much uh because of like different things going on in their home life i don't see them as much but i talk to them often and then it's just i don't know just being that 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 example like you don't have to sell like drugs you don't have to be out on the street you don't have to rob and steal in order to mm-hmm. you know make a living for yourself like those type of kids like I'm very open <laughs> on what I do and like I guess how much I bring in sometimes which I don't know if that's a good thing mm-hmm. but <laughs> probably not yeah it's probably not probably not <laughs> but and with those with those kids like I'm open I'm open to telling them about the different opportunities that come you know because so they can see I don't know that might be the bad move but I don't know no, but in that area, um, alliances is very divided. Mm-hmm. You know, boundaries lie, and like you said, probably ninety five percent of your clients is 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 white. Mm-hmm. Um, but those that see you there, you know, you look like them, but you're doing something positive. You're growing. You're in business, and the white individuals that you deal with see that also that's why they're offering you things there Mm -hmm. why because you can be uh effective there Mm -hmm. to the to the individuals that don't see that yeah and so when we as saints we got to get out of this traditional stuff doing what everybody else do the older folks the younger folks ain't down with that Mm -hmm. you understand what i'm saying and i remember talking to somebody one time and they they wanted a they wanted a singles ministry. They wanted to start a singles ministry, but this person was in their seventies. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I can't see young single folks who want to be in there. They and and I made a suggestion to him. I said, that'd be fine, but you have uh, you need a, a sponsor or a elder that's met, married over that group. So in the singles thing, when somebody that doesn't have them. We don't want, don't want to be a dating thing that, that male can go to the male that's married and the single woman can go to the, the married woman. If there's an issue, then you have to think in age groups. Okay. You, you're 70 and then you're in sixties and fifties down to the thirties and twenties. You need to have individuals within a group. There's different ages as married. Right. They can associate with because them 20 year olds is not wanting to associate with the 70 year old. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and hear about, you know, the mourners being in the uh, bench in the church and, and how old things used to be. They ain't trying to hear it all that, mm-hmm. you know, just like <clears throat> you've been through our Bible study and stuff. You see how we break down the Bible where well, you can take that and start your own, you know, Doing what you're doing is, is is some aspect of the word of God that you're connecting to lifestyle that you can be an example for people around your age. Mm-hmm. Just like you went to uh, Malone University, you know, what was the age of there? You didn't have no 70 year old sitting up in there. <laughs> yeah. No, if they wanted to hear what you got to say. And I think we have to be aware of that. Boom. I don't have a takeaway. My takeaway is <laughs> stay off the streets. Is my takeaway. 
<laughs> don't live that lifestyle. Yeah. 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 You're going to go to jail. Like, <laughs> no. no, but, but uh, we have to be more effect, um, focus on equipping the saints, you know, just preaching and teaching. It, it's not as good, but we have to have more. We have to move more engagement, sit down, listen, talk about, because a lot of times you, I've seen individuals sit down and talk with people. They go into preaching, you know? Yeah. God's going to bless you. Mm. And and God's got his hands on you. <laughs> and I get an amen. It's like, yo, it's just me. <laughs> it's, just, it's just me here. Like, amen. But it's just me. <laughs> But um, uh, we encourage you guys to continue to use the text line. And once again, that number is um, 330-366-2636. So if, uh, if you guys have any suggestions for the podcast, um, if you potentially want to come on or have somebody that you would like to see on the podcast or you have topics that you want us to discuss, you can um, – Submit it right there. So through three three zero three six six two six three six. So also comment on this. Give us some uh, feedback on, on on this topic. Just put just propose a question. Just put a question out there, right? Yeah. Just do this, Dad. I, I haven't talked to you about it, but we're gonna we're gonna throw it out there. Okay. All right. Here we go. So we'll do this, right? Um, we'll put a question out there. I have you come up with the question right now. <laughs> um, put a question out there. Out of all the people that answer it, we'll pick one person, and after that one person, we'll send them the new Goffin shirt. Is that fair? Ooh, can I answer it? <laughs> can I respond? Since I'll never get a T-shirt. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one, you, you get them, but... <laughs> the ones I get be all jacked yeah, up. Yeah, you, you, get, you get the prototypes. <laughs> no, you have no negation on the back of the arm. <laughs> The angle. This is what happened, right? Um, this is what happened. So uh, before we put a shirt out there, we test it and uh, we try to print it or whatever. And sometimes when we print them, like a letter might be missing or like it might be a little crooked or upside down. So we just give them to my dad. <laughs> like, he's not going to notice. <laughs> you know, I know one time I was wearing it before and it, and it probably the second time I wore it. And I'm like, man, why is the no negation sign around the back? <laughs> Treat the old guy, man. I can see it now. I'll be in a nursing home, tapioca Tuesday. It's like, hey, we out of tapioca, just give him oatmeal. He wants the difference, give him grits. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, let me give a question real quick to put out there for um, uh, uh, how can the church inspire young men? Oh, perfect. Boom. So, um, text that. Three, three, zero. Yeah. <laughs> so text text your response to three three zero three six six two six three six. Um out of all the people that text, we're gonna pick one and we'll send you guys a, send you a shirt. So And also if you need prayer about anything, text that line too. If you need prayer on a subject, uh if you're going through something and you want community prayer, we'll put it out there. Not your subject, but that um we will we will pray for you and lift you up. And yeah. if you wanna know um, how to have a relationship with Christ? Text that line also. Yeah, we're not going to drop your name either. <laughs> so, but um, yeah. So that's it. Boom. 
Well, that does it for this episode. We want to thank you for tuning into the No Negations podcast. If this is your first time with us, we'd love for you to tune in again. If you want more information about this topic or others, go to www.nonegations.com. There you can submit or subscribe to hear our upcoming discussions and request a copy of our show note transcripts. They're great for personal or group Bible study. Also, if you like what you heard today, look for that review button, click it, and leave us a review. Tell us what you loved about this episode or what you would like us to discuss next. And yes, we do have apparel, and you can support us financially by ordering any of our No Negations apparel or by looking for that donate button and donating. This helps us reach our monthly goals of uh, reaching more people, buying new equipment, and provide good content. If you are in or near the Canton, Ohio area, you can purchase our apparel directly at Blended, located in Belden Village Mall. It's located right next door to Macy, so check us out. And if you're in search of a community of like-minded people growing in their faith, we invite you to join the No Negation social media community on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. While on YouTube, make sure you click that bell to subscribe, like, and share. We'll love to have you join our growing community. So, until next time, remember to seek God first and never give up. Deuces.